Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Ezekiel 47, 37 verse 1, the Bible says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. There was not a Leon sisters a movie, didn't he? Uh, then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, they were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. Somebody say dry. There's no need dry, dry, ticky dry, nee. They were very dry. Hulle was droog gewees. Lewe loos. Doot. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. It says, thus says the Lord, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and a suddenly, somebody say suddenly, come on. You're going to get it suddenly in one of the sessions. I don't know when it is, whether it's the morning or the evening. God has a suddenly for you. A sudden breakthrough, a sudden deliverance, a sudden explosion, a sudden idea. Because we serve a God of suddenlies. We serve a God that is alive. Amen. Oh, come on, church. Hallelujah. And the bones came together. Things are going to come together in your life, bone to bone. And then as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord. We have to say what God says if we want to see what God wants us to see. We cannot say what the naysayers say and we cannot speak what we see. I'm not talking about flaky prophecy. I'm talking about exactly what I taught you about in dialoguing and diarising your conversation with God and then declaring the promise that God gave you by the power of the Holy Ghost. He says, say what God says. Don't say what somebody else says you have to say. You say what God tells you about your child, about your marriage, about your business, about your future, about your emotions. You say what God says. You get rid of your cynicism, your doubt, your anger, your resentment, your your bitterness, and you begin to put God's Word in your mouth. You begin to prophesy to your future. It says, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And breath came into my business, uh, into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. 
Listen, when God does something, it may start small, but it's not going to stay small. The Bible says, despise not, oh, I don't want to preach this morning, but I'll tell you. The Bible says, despise not the day of small beginnings, but when God is something, it's not going to stay small. God's going to bless you super abundantly. God's going to exalt you. God's going to promote you. God's going to expand you to the left and the right. And almost, I gave away next year's uh, title for 2024. Okay, it's got something to do with In the Bible, that God's prepared us for supernatural acceleration into, shout it, expansion. No, I didn't say that. That's what he says. Actually, I was sitting and praying yesterday and, and the media team has been on top of me and say, we need the theme for next year. We need the theme for next year. And they bombard me with all these uh, suggestions. And I, and I said, no, 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 I, I'm not going to say what you want me to say. When the right, when God drops it in my spirit, as I was praying yesterday, preparing, suddenly God drops this in my spirit and it's just like a kaboom on the inside. I know this is what God says for 2024 and I'll announce it next week, uh, Friday morning. I'm gonna announce the theme for the new year. And it sounds like, mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> Well, if you were in the spirit, you would get it. It's like, mm, mm, mm. I tell you what, Jesus can't keep a secret. I mean, a God secret. And I'm struggling. That's why the Bible says, uh, nobody knows the hour of the not even Jesus. Because if Jesus knew, He was going to tell you when He comes back. So you'll be ready. But not even Jesus knows when the Father says, now you go back. So I feel a little, I'm not Jesus. Okay, make it very clear. But I feel like I want to tell you. Do you want to hear? Okay, so I prophesied as I was commanded and breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet. God's going to pick you up. He is the glory and the lifter of your head. It doesn't matter what knocked you down. God's going to put new life and new breath in you and new fire and new energy and new faith and new hope and you are going to get back on your feet and you are going to be stronger than ever. Say Amen. He said, Son of man, these are the bones of the holy house of Israel. Indeed, they say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Now the land of Israel is the land of promise. That's applicable to us today as well as Christians. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, whatever that represents. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. Hey, God never said you will survive. There are too many of you that are in a survival mode because of things that have happened in your life. Listen, I'm not hyping you. I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, you have to get ready for the breath of God to come this week, for the wind of God to come to pick you back up on your feet, to pick you back up emotionally, to pick you back up in your faith and to affirm His Word to you so that you can run and get busy with what God called you to do. When God's breath enters your life, you will not stay in the same place. You will not stay in a place of cynicism, etc. So let's break this down very quickly because this is real. The hand of God takes Ezekiel 
And Ezekiel finds himself in a valley full of dry bones. All around him there's death, there's division, there's dirt, there's drought. Sounds a little bit like South Africa's economy. So that's why we better stop saying what everybody says about South Africa. And we better get the Word of the Lord intercessors in our mouth and prophesy and pray to the future of South Africa. We will bring life to the valley by the breath of God. Come on, there's a future. You may be standing in a dry valley this morning. I don't know. You may be in a valley of dry emotions, a valley of sickness and disease, a dry marriage. You may be standing in a dry business situation. You may be like Israel and you feel your hope is lost, but God says hope is not lost. God says you have a future and a hope. God says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So God brings him and he puts him in a valley and he's surrounded by all the bones. And each one of those bones can represent something else. Let's talk about the challenges in South Africa. Maybe it's your personal world, maybe it's the world we face, the challenges in our world, education, things your child is struggling with, things you are struggling with, things you are dealing with that nobody else knows about. Your finances after COVID has been in a lockdown. The problem with that is that people become neutral and in that valley, when they are surrounded by death, by dearth, by drought, by division, they lose hope. The whole nation has lost hope at this point. And the interesting thing is not God asks them what caused the bones to be dry. So stop looking for an answer and begin to look to your future. Stop nursing and cursing and rehearsing your setbacks and your pain and your misery and your past and begin to, begin to meditate on God's Word and begin to speak the Word of the Lord. Speak to your future in Jesus' Name. Come on. It's not, brought you, it's not what brought you to where you are. It's who's going to take you from where you are into the land of promise. So God asks him a question. Listen, and we all have to answer this question because faith cannot work in a place of cynicism, cannot work in a place of negativity cannot work in a place of neutrality. So God brings him and he sets him in the valley. And in the natural, it's dry, it's hopeless. Your business, your womb, whatever it is, I don't know. But I wanna tell you that God is still a miracle worker. I don't care what people say, cause He's the same yesterday, today and forever. I wanna tell you that God is still a God of the impossible. I wanna tell you that God is still a way maker and a promise keeper. I'm not going to allow people to make an historical figure. No, our God is real. Our God is alive. The grave is empty. Jesus is alive. And Jesus is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works within you. Our God is able. So God comes to Ezekiel and he's faced with the same circumstances that everybody is faced with. And God says to him, can these bones live? And Ezekiel is a smart man. He says, Lord, you know. Oh, he could have said many other things. He could have spoken the reality, what he was facing. He could have said, God, all I see are dry bones. He could have turned the question back to God like we do in our conversation. And we say, but God, why is the valley? Why, Lord? You know, some answers we will never receive. It's like a two-year-old that you have to say, do that. They say, why? You said, because I said so. There are certain things we will never understand. But not knowing, we know that God holds our future. Not understanding, we, 
we refuse ourselves to become bewildered, perplexed and troubled by what is happening. Paul the Apostle said we do not lose heart. He said we do not lose faith. He said we do not lose our fighting spirit. We keep on keeping on because we walk by faith and not by sight. We are not overwhelmed because we know 2,000 years ago Jesus overcame for us. So Ezekiel, because before God can use his prophet, he needs to hear what comes from the mouth of his prophet. And he says, can these bones live? He says, Lord, you know. Why does he say that? Because Ezekiel is not focused on the valley. Ezekiel is focused on the God of the valley. Ezekiel is focused on heaven. He's not focused on earth. Ezekiel has not forgotten God who said, is anything too hard for me? He knows that the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. For with God, all things are possible. He refuses to go into an intellectual debate and conversation with God that would stop the hand of God from moving. So standing in your valley this, this morning, the, the, the question you have to answer emphatically is can these bones live? No matter how long it's been dry, dead, divided, I don't know, but can they? That's a question you have to answer in your heart for God to move in dream week because we cannot sit here cynical, we cannot come here analytical, we cannot come here and say, well, it's taken too long. That's why we have the Bible. Abraham, 25 years, and he helped God, created chaos, but God honored His Word after 25 years. Joseph, 17-year delay. David, before he stood in the office of the king, also 17 years. Uh, the Bible is full of delays, but those delays do not imply denials. But we cannot lose our hope and our expectation. So Ezekiel could have said what he saw. He didn't. He could have said what everybody else says. Our hope is lost. You listen to the average South African, they have no hope for next year. Oh, I tell you, Jesus is in control. Come on, I said, He will make a way for His people and for South Africa. He will pour out His Holy Ghost upon South Africa. And that what which was broken will be fixed. God will have His way in South Africa. So let's not join the hopeless conversation of everybody else. Let's not join those on social media that doesn't have a good word to say about anything in South Africa. Let's change. The question is, can South Africa be a blessed country? Can you be a blessed person? Can you experience God's goodness in your life? The third thing, listen, he could have responded in anger. Because he's the prophet, he knows exactly why Israel is in that state. They backslidden. But notice God doesn't even address the backslidden state of Israel. God addresses His prophet and He says, can these bones live? Your friend that's run away from God, can he come back? Your husband that is backslidden, can he come back to God? Your child that is on drugs and living shacked up with a girl somewhere, can he come back? You better change your confession this morning. You better say, Lord, you know anything is possible. Because I'll tell you, that young boy can be clubbing, he can be pubbing. And while you are a praying mother, the Holy Ghost is going to come. The breath of God is going to come. And like that prodigal son, he's going to say to himself, what am I doing in this place? What am I doing in this place? I want to go back to my mama. I want to go back to the church where my mama raised me up. Listen, this year God is going to bring prodigals. We are going to see an abundance and acceleration of God in the name of Jesus in the next two, three months because this year is not done. This will be a year of supernatural acceleration. Shout amen and give Him a praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
So if things are dead, don't go around talking about all the things that are dead. Get death and doubt out of your mouth. So Ezekiel says, God, you knows anything is possible. And I want to say it. And it's not just superficial faith. Even if your Lazarus has been in the grave for days, those bones may be stinking. Your situation may be, seem hopeless in the natural. But God comes to you as He comes to the prophet Ezekiel. He says, can these bones live? Because there are many voices, many counsellors. And I just want to say this. Listen, I say this because people get totally confused when it comes to doctors. We believe God is a miracle working God. But listen, if it wasn't for doctors, half of you would be dead this morning. Listen. Doctors are instruments in the hands of God. I'm so tired of hearing people that have died because they refuse to just go see a doctor for certain uh, 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 easy treatment and the person is dead because they say they believe God and then they die. So uh, it, it's like people want to be extreme in faith. And uh, I know some of you are not going to like it, but I'm going to tell you in any case, when it's a real crisis, they trust God for a miracle. But if they break the arm, their arm, they run to the doctor. I'd reverse it. Rather use your faith when you break your arm and your arm is flinging around like this and say, by Jesus, stripes, I'm healed, by Jesus, stripes, I'm healed, than when it's a serious condition. But you have no problem to, to, to go have your teeth fixed. You know, I, I used to wear glasses. So when I first, no, whatever, where am I now? But everybody knew if my glasses were off, I was going to eat somebody. Okay, that's before I got saved. Liverpool kiss. They knew it. It's coming. I said, but I love this. People knew it. Okay. So uh, I got smart. I went to a doctor to help me fix my eye. So somebody couldn't even figure out when I was going to give them a brotherly kiss. As the Bible says, right? Amen. But I mean, I was in a little church. I was in a little church. And I'm, I, we pray for miracles. It's like somebody said, Pastor, you're confusing us. Because you say we need to believe God for miracles. And then at the same time, you say, if a miracle doesn't take place. Well, we can't control miracles. We believe God for miracles. But miracles happen as the Spirit wills. The rest of us... We walk by faith. And like the book of Hebrews said, many died in faith, not having received the promise. So we always pray the prayer of faith and we always do whatever we can do to beat the attack of Satan against us. And if that means you go to the doctor, then go to the doctor. I mean, this week I heard of a beautiful young lady that passed away, not in our church, because she just refused to go to, to a doctor and and. And I've spoken to so many doctors and, uh, uh, you know, and they say, Pastor, you know, this faith message. I say, no, 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 no. Don't lay it on all of us. Because there's a pathway to your healing. Hezekiah had a whole team of physicians. David had a team of physicians that traveled with him. Every king had a team of physicians, etc. I'm not magnifying doctors, but I'm saying don't be silly in your faith. There's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. So you go to the doctor to have your child delivered. So if you take that step, then if you have to go to the doctor, go to the doctor and have the operation by faith. Your faith is not in the doctor. Your faith is in God. But the day you go out of this life, your ministry is over. Can you say amen today? 
So maybe the word of the Lord is going to go to you and say, go for a checkup. You've avoided a checkup for the last five years, seven years, 10 years. Go for the checkup. Deal with that prostrate. Deal with that high blood pressure. Don't look shocked here, people. I preach faith. But I'll tell you one thing. Faith without works is dead. And we can't compartmentalize our faith and say, I'll go there when I have a broken tooth, but I'll not go there when there's another condition. Are you okay? I don't care if you're okay with it. You need to hear the truth. My word. Don't get flaky. No, that's a bad... And let's give the Lord praise for the Christian doctors. Come on. No, come on. Give the Lord a bigger praise for that. So you, when doctors can't help, you need a miracle. And they know it. That's why I wouldn't even think of going to a person that's not a Christian as a doctor. Amen. They stink. Jesus Christ is still the resurrection and the life. And that means He might give you wisdom to get out of your financial mess. He's going to show up in the valley, walk you through the valley, out of the valley. It's not always an instant bailout. People don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear that the Lord is my shepherd and He will lead me out of this financial mess. It took me 30 years to get into this financial mess. It might take you three years to get out of this financial mess. If you stick with the Lord and walk with the Lord, and that's going to be God's deliverance. The issue is you have to make a decision that I'm not going under, I'm going over. But I'm not going to do it the easy way. God just has to come and, 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 and smite the water and everything is going to be different. Exceptionally, God will do that. But in most cases, we have to work and cooperate with the Holy Spirit to walk through our valley, out of our valley. In the fire, out of the fire. The issue is, before you go into the valley, or when you find yourself in the valley, does your attitude change? Do you lose your joy, your peace, etc.? You need to stay focused. And no matter how long the delay, no matter how long the winter season, how difficult, how barren, how many bones are around you, You have to make up your mind, God, these bones will live again, God. I will thrive again, God. I will come through stronger on the other side. Come on, I'm talking to somebody this morning. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, if it hasn't killed you, it has made you stronger. You learn from the lessons that you've gone through. But you never give up and you never quit. And you never lie down. And I'll tell you, if you've chosen to lie down or life has knocked you to the ground, I prophesy to you that God is going to come and touch you, that there's going to be a rattling and there's going to be a shaking. I prophesy that the breath of God is going to enter your heart, your spirit, your mind, your emotions, and there's going to be a moving on the inside, and there's going to be a rising on the inside, and you're going to get back on your feet, and you're going to be stronger, and you're going to be more resilient, and you're going to be tougher, and you are going to go harder, and you are going to run further, because I'll tell you, God is going to have the fire 
final say, not the devil and not the valley. In the name of Jesus, say amen this morning. Oh, give him a praise, somebody. Hallelujah. It's like when you talk about a doctor, people think there's no faith. I don't know why. Um, if you go see a financial advisor, that doesn't mean you, you, you don't have faith. That actually means you be clever. You seek counsel. Right? It's not just sit and God does everything. No, God moves. He breathes upon you. Then He gives you a plan. He gives you a strategy. Like when the Philistines attacked David, he inquired of God and God said, attack them this way. They came again, then God said, attack them far right. But when you hear the sound of the Lord in the mulberry trees, then you will advance quickly. You get the mind of God. You get the word of God. You get the thought of God. But if you're in a place where you cannot hear God, things are not going to change. That's why you have to position yourself. And maybe the most important thing here is Ezekiel's attitude. That no matter how long he's been in that valley, or that valley has been that way. And actually it's been a, lot of, a long time that Israel was in that state. God just asks him, can these bones live? We have to pause there. Because we're all grappling with things and issues, whatever it is. And sometimes we just put that in a compartment and we don't answer the question. And we want God to move over there where it's convenient, but actually God wants to move over there. God wants to deal with something in you before God can move things out there. That's why God brings Ezekiel into the valley and God has a conversation with him. And his response to God determines the next instruction Ezekiel receives from God. God sees to him, now prophesy to these bones. Speak to those bones and say, they hear the word of the Lord. And it's not one prophecy, meaning that your deliverance is not always instant. Coming out of the valley is not always instant. Mostly it is a journey. It's a process. That's why the Bible says we inherit the promises through faith and patience. We have to walk with God. And even if the bones become drier for a season, we don't lose our hope. We don't become hopeless. Like Abraham, when there was no hope, the Bible says, in hope he believed that he would become the father of many nations. Romans 4 says, he did not consider his own body already dead, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what God had promised God was able to perform. I'll tell you this morning, God is able. God is able to perform His Word in your life. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. God is able. Oh, come on, man. God is able to break through your enemy. God is able to bring a breakthrough in your life. God is able to cause a turnaround in your life, but it's going to be His way. So, so, so part of prophecy is not just speaking the Word of God, but aligning your thoughts, your actions, and your words with a prophetic Word of God. 
It's not you prophesy over there and you're not living in line with the Word. You have to prophesy what God reveals to you, meaning you declare. And then you have to become that Word. And you have to live that Word. And you have to stand on that Word until you see the fulfillment of that Word. Because I think many people miss it like this. They in a service and they hear something like this and they just prophesy and they prophesy something and when they walk out, they even forgot what they prophesy about. No, the issue here was Israel needed revival. Israel needed restoration. God needed a move in the nation of Israel, but God needed a catalyst. You can be the catalyst of your business. You can be the catalyst in your marriage. You can be the catalyst with your children. Therefore, God comes to you who have the authority and God says, do you still believe that Lazarus can come forth in spite of what happened previously? Do you still believe I'm a God of restoration? Do you still believe I am a God of my word? Or has circumstances, because it happens when circumstances come and you live life, it's easy for those circumstances to squeeze hope out of you. Now, my dear friend, without hope, there can be no faith. And hope is the anchor of your soul. Hope is a favorable expectation and deals with the future. Sometimes the tragedy is so bad that people stay in the ashes and God says, no, I've got beauty for ashes. I've got uh, oil of joy for mourning. I've got a better day, a better season for you. But you keep on visiting the pain of yesterday. You keep on going back to what caused the dearth and the drought the betrayal, whatever you've gone through, you keep on going back there. So you are stopping me from performing my word. Listen, God wants to do a new thing and a new thing requires a new sound and a new sound will bring a new wave of God's presence. That's why the Bible says, remember not the former thing, neither consider the thing of old. Behold, God says, I will do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I will do a new thing. I believe God wants to do a new thing. And we're not talking about we are robots, but we all know exactly where we are, if we're honest. And you can be in a place of silence and you're praising, but it's not connecting on the inside. Listen, my sister, I'm asking you, please. I'm asking you. Um, that disappointment, that tragedy, whatever it is that caused you to feel dry on the inside, you have to let it go. You cannot relive it over and over and over and over and over. And... Maybe you haven't received your breakthrough the way you wanted it. Well, neither did Ezekiel. Ezekiel had to prophesy three times. That means a journey. He had to stay the course for those bones to come alive, for the army to stand on their feet. This is a walk with God. This is a relationship with God. This is taking the hand of God and biting into the Word of God like a bulldog and making up your mind. Come hell or high water, I'm going to come out of this valley better on the other side. I'm going to prophesy to these dry bones and the breath of God will come upon these dry bones and they shall live again in Jesus' Name. Come on. I said they shall live again because God is a God of restoration. God's promises are yes and amen. Maybe the devil beat you one round. Maybe you've gone through a tragedy, but hey, you are still here today. Stop looking at the death and the dearth and the bones that are all around you. 
and put your gaze back upon Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, and put your heart back upon Jesus, and begin to worship Jesus again for His goodness and His mercy. And I'll tell you, the Word of the Lord is going to come to you, and God is going to revive you and restore you, and God's going to put a fresh Word in your heart, and you are going to know that these bones are going to live again. I'm going to fall, not me, but you, the woman, I'm going to fall pregnant again. My business will recover. I'll get a job again. My marriage will be healed. My emotions will recover. In the name of Jesus, dry bones, hear the Word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the Word of the Lord. Ezekiel, can these bones live? Esther, can these bones live? You know God. And that says it all. Because there's nothing God cannot do. But when God does what He wants to do, it's never the way we want Him to do it. But He always does it in His time. So stand with me this morning. Come on all over this place. Stand with me in Bloomingdale, all our churches. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Don't let your past keep you from your future. Don't let your surrounding keep you from your future. Get your eyes off the valley, the valley of bitterness, the valley of discouragement, the valley of loneliness, the valley of whatever, the valley of waves, right? Many waves, trouble, storms. Get your eyes off those things and get, become quiet in your heart this morning and stop revisiting that same place again and again. I had a young girl or my first PA that I had and uh, her father died. It was so traumatic for her. Every day she went to her father's grave and sat there and wept. Every day of her life. Until I told her one day, this has gone beyond weeping. You're living in a place of grief and it's attracting wrong things into your life. It's going to destroy your marriage. It's going to destroy your future because you're allowing a tragedy into your life today. You're not living the way you should. Hey, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord will enter you and you will live again. You need to be that wife again, that husband again, that mother again. Maybe you lost a child, but you have to be the mother to the other children in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you, TV audience. Come on. You have to be that businessman again for the sake of your company. You have to be that preacher for the sake of, 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 of Africa. You have to be what God called you to be. Come on. In the name of Jesus prophesy there was a rattling and there was a shaking and I pray that God will shake things up in you that he will stir hope up in your heart in the name of Jesus the second thing is when he prophesied they stood up it's time to stand up stand up O man of God stand up a woman of God stand up in hope stand up in faith and then the third time he prophesied, the breath of God entered them, hallelujah. And there stood a great and a mighty army. I'll tell you, you will be great and you will be mighty and you will see the glory of God and you will taste the goodness of God and you will go into all that God has for you in 2024. In the name of Jesus, shout amen. Come on, in the name of Jesus, dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord, dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Your hope is not lost. Your future is not cut off. That's what other people say. God says, no, I know the thoughts I have for you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Come on, let hope be revived in your heart this morning. Let hope be revived in your heart this morning. Let the Spirit of God stir your spirit. I'm talking to your spirit man this morning. 
deep, calling unto deep. Wake up, mighty man. Wake up, mighty woman. Rise up, man of God. Be the person God called you to be. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Dry bones. Every dry heart, every dry mind, every dry emotions. Hear the word of the Lord. Come on, family. We have every head bowed and every eye closed. There's an amazing presence in this building. And God is ministering to so many hearts that as we sang and we heard the message this morning, that dead things may come alive. And many of you are standing in this place as every head is bowed and every eye closed and believers praying. No one walking around. That as Pastor was speaking, there was something coming alive on the inside. You've never felt this feeling before. There's the uneasiness in your heart and you know you should surrender. You should run back to the one that will give you life. Maybe you used to serve Him, but for whatever reasons, things have happened. Maybe that disappointment that you went through has taken you away from God. But God is stretching His arms forth to you and He's calling you and He's asking you to come. Maybe you're not sure if heaven is your home, but you'd love to make sure. We wanna encourage you to come and say, God, here I am, I'm coming back to you. So quietly, wherever you are, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that is you and you're saying, God, as we sang that song, things came alive. I wanna surrender my life to you. I wanna get close to you. I wanna walk in relationship with you. If that is you, quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand and say, please pray with me. Thank you for the hands on the flank, there on the balcony. God bless you, here at the bottom. There's so many hands that's going up. But this is your opportunity to come back. God is speaking to every single heart. Come on, He's ministering. Maybe that disappointment made you to run from God, but He's standing and He's waiting. He's standing with arms wide open and He's asking you to come. That He wants to give you life again. So if that is you quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand now. If you lifted it, you can put it down for us. If you have not lifted it and you would like to come back, or you'd like to surrender your life for the first time, then slip it up now in Jesus' name. Thank you for the hands down the balcony. Thank you here at the top, at the middle. Thank you so much for the, these ones at the bottom. Come on, it's never too late. You lift your hand now. Come on, we heard this morning that God loves you, that He wants to restore you. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you but He's waiting for you to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Come on, if you have not lifted it, lifted it now. In Jesus' name. Come on, we just wanna say to every one of you, God loves you. And we as a church, we love you more than you can ever imagine. And that is why we will continue to do this. This is the highlight of our Sunday of every one of you standing in the front, surrendering your lives to Christ. There is no greater joy. The Word says that the whole of heaven is having a party because of you that is coming to Christ. If the whole of heaven can come to a standstill, we in the natural feel exactly the same. But we wanna say to our pastors, love you very dearly. And they've put so many things in place as we're gonna help you and lead you. It starts by you praying now a prayer that we will lead you in but after that, we're going to take you into a room that we would love to pray for you.
Because it's important that we take your information. Because in the weeks and the months to come, we want to walk with you. We want to help you and guide you. And if you allow us, we can be part of that journey of yours. And we will see God do amazing things in and through you. There are people waiting on the other side of the decision that you've made today. There are people waiting at your home. There are people that you have to phone. Your parents that you have to tell them what God has done in your life this morning. And you bring them to church then. And trust that the same experience you've had, that God will give it to them. So please be so kind in the front just to put your hand on your heart and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I thank you that you died for all my sins. Lord, I believe that you rose from the grave and that you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, that I'm a brand new person. The oldest pass and the newest come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.